G'day listeners, welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews, I'm your host Sam. This week we'll be talking about Lucasfilm's epic space opera saga, Star Wars. Um, temper those expectations and excitement because this week we'll be focusing our efforts on the prequel trilogy, episodes 1, 2 and 3, so if you want to switch off, I don't blame you. Um, with me to discuss the tales of of woe, that is Anakin Skywalker, is Davo in Sydney. Dave, how are we, bud? Hey, mate, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. You pumped up for this week? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> Joining us is also from Sydney, Chance. How are you? Hey, Sam, how you going? Good, mate. And now, are you a prequel apologist or a prequel hater? <laughs> Which camp do you fall into? I'm, I'm, more, I'm more in the uh, hater camp. Nice. But... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, give credit where it's due for oh. some of the underlying features of the movies. Rational as always, Chance. That's why you're on board. Nice. Thank um, you. Back from his Scandinavian tour um, across Europe, selling out tickets. Age, hi, dude. Hey, Sam, how you going, mate? How did the uh, Scandinavians treat you, mate? Yeah, pretty plain, boring. Um, <laughs> like I said, a lot of, lot of Swedish chefs. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. And and you uh, come back to some plain, boring movies to discuss. Nice. Yeah, look, like like how I approach life, I'm pretty indifferent about this franchise. <laughs> um, okay, listeners, so um, in the lead-up to the Disney release of The Last Jedi, what we decided to do is that we'll tackle these uh, Star Wars movies. Um, so this week we'll be talking about the prequels, and the next couple of weeks we'll be talking about the original trilogy, and then before The Last Jedi, we'll have another pod about the Disney films and how they're all going and maybe talk about Last Jedi or a bit of a Last Jedi preview, a first for this podcast. We already had one member bail, Rob. Uh, he couldn't handle it. He thought we were talking about Star Wars, not the prequels, so he bailed. Um, so that's the level of enthusiasm we're going into this one. So like I said, if you want to bail, by all means, turn this one off now because I don't think it's going to get... Uh, it's going to get pretty messy from here on out. Alrighty. So, guys, let me take you back. The year is 1994. George Lucas has decided that he wants to continue the Star Wars saga and begins to pen his first script for Star Wars Episode One. Next minute, 1999, <laughs> we, uh, we get Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So, I'm going to be a bit of a round table this episode. Dave, where were you in 1999? Tell us about 1999, Dave. Uh, far out, man. 1999, yeah. I would have been in year... Year uh, 10, you would have shit. been, Dave. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I would have been in year 10. That's fine, I, mate. 100%, 100% would have been in year 10. And, not, not, and, I wasn't doing much. <laughs> and I was going to school, mate. When studying. What year you were in? Well, I'm, so I was in year, year 11, so okay. I'm a year after Dave. So you, you know... Went to school together just to, for some context. So you guys were that perfect. You're, I guess you're in that age group where everything's shit, and you're just like that. So much teenage angst, so much testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Your balls are constantly blue. You just you just have angst. You hate. You, and, you're and raging against the world. Stayed, stayed that way for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. So we know your perspective. Your perspective of the of the prequels then is going to be um, one of I guess. Well, let's put it this way: not favourable, right? Yeah. Well, actually, can I can I confirm? Are you sure that's when it was released? Correct. It's nineteen ninety nine, my friend. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. If you can believe it. Yep. Fuck. Who the hell did I see this movie with? Because I remember this with experience me. so differently. I saw it with, with you. you. Yeah. Sam, you were what twelve years old? <laughs> I was in year. <laughs> I was in year seven. Oh, I thought you were too. Yeah. Age was <laughs> actually you in year seven too. Age. So yeah. Wow. We're in that pre oh, yeah, we in that pre teenage angst period where we're getting our first bones. Yeah, we were still excited about this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure we would have been excited. hundred percent. Knowing my track track record with women, I was definitely excited about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's put that, okay, so what reason why I asked that question is because these prequels in general have two points of view. Um, the older fans and the fans that grew up with the original trilogy just hate everything that this, these prequel trilogies stand for. Whereas, I guess, people my age and age, age, age is age, <laughs> um, hey. or younger, generally have a more favorable 
opinion of the films, and that doesn't necessarily mean they they endorse them, but they generally have a more favourable opinion. So you're um, expecting me and Chance to hate it, and yeah. you guys to be more forgiving on the fence. Is that well, the expectation? Yeah. Although, the expectation. although, to be fair, we we were sort of in that middle era. Where, like we didn't really. I mean, I guess you could say we, we we sort of had Star Wars growing up. I mean, it, it was almost over by the time we could even remember anything in life. So it was sort of in that transition period. But, yeah, I guess you could say we did grow up with it. I, I did get to see Jedi at the cinema, though, Chance. Jeez, yeah. When did that come out? I don't know if it was a special screening or what, right? But I distinctly remember, and I know it's fact because I've asked my old man about it later, but my yeah. old man took me and my eldest cousin to see that movie at a cinema in Adelaide. And I remember because we got seats behind the... The cinema had this stupid banister in the second tier that was so ridiculously high, I could only see, like, what is the screen? Yeah, so it must have been a special screening yeah, or some had, shit like that. Because I remember my cousin um, was... I think he was in, yeah, a few years older than me. Because the old man used to take me to movies quite a lot when I was a kid. It probably would have just could have been just played in the movies for a long. These back in the eighties, movies kind of stayed at the theaters for like twelve months. You never know; could have just been hanging around. Milking that. Oh, look, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Because they did, that yeah. Cash. Like, well, this is pre-internet. This is when um, stuff yeah. used to take. Like, if you remember, to actually when something came out of the cinemas, and then for it to be available on VHS was like a fucking 20-year turnaround. <laughs> like, it was crazy yeah. how long stuff took to come out. Yeah, and, I do remember. And at the time, um, Lucas was adamant that this would be the final Star Wars movies. Like, that was it. After Return of Jedi, that was it. Because I guess nobody... It was very rare for films to do trilogies, let alone six films. So, um, But he soon changed his tune in the 90s, as we discuss. So he's sitting in his office. He's penning it out. He comes up with some dope characters. Um, the one thing I love about Phantom Menace is its villain, or I guess henchman, really, um, Darth mm. Maul, and his mm. and his and the uh, I guess what is it? Jewel? No, it's not a jewel lightsaber. I don't know what it is. The uh, yeah, well, it's double sided. Double sided. Yeah, double sided lightsaber. And also Qui Gon Jinn, I thought was a dope uh, Jedi Master. With uh, I guess Padwan or Apprentice Obi Wan, Arik, and all those. Ticks, mega ticks. Yeah. Um, but having said that, though, guys, having said that, though, guys, we also got served up with some of the, I guess, arguably worst characters in movie history. <laughs> not, not not Star Wars history, but movie history. Um, oh, here it is. Here it is. Have we got? Have we got? A, have we got a, a, a ticker? Are we? Are we doing shots every time we mention him? Is that is that, is that how we get through this? Jar. I was doing shots before, but I'll, I'll continue it. <laughs> Jar, Jaff, and Binks, mate. Here, Gail. Jesus Shot the Christ. Um, <laughs> if there was ever a lead balloon or, or an arrow that could shoot down a movie, that was it. I remember in the, going to see this film, and at the time, understood why people hate Jar, hated Jar Jar, but I didn't see it as a big deal at the time, because I guess I was only 13, perhaps. What did you guys think when you first saw Jar Jar just pop up on your screens? Useless. Nah. Useless character. <laughs> I mean, no. Nah, but by the time that Dave and I were in our angst age, it was just, we don't want a bar of this shit. I don't know if you <laughs> well, agree, Dave. Well, actually, can, there, I, but... can I just say something, though? It, it, just on this, right? Whilst that character, I, I was actually pretty indifferent. I was probably about the same as Sam. Like, mm. I couldn't understand why people were losing it so hard at the time. It's just annoying. It's just... It's well, agree. It's racist. Agree, but Very racist. <laughs> well, there was a lot, there's a lot of racist characters in that film. Yeah, uh, that's that's hindsight, though, man. That's hindsight. You can't yeah. determine at the age you've seen this film that that was racist. No, but, I mean, I'm saying people your age could, though, right? <laughs> nah, I didn't. I didn't well, okay, racist. people maybe older than us, I guess, in general. But, well, I mean... race was supposedly racist against? Um, yeah, like, what, water people. What was the racial Underwater under people. No, no, no. Um, so, like, um, I don't know how to put this eloquently, but there was a time in movie histories where you, we had portrayal of African Americans as like a oh misa, sir. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of where it's coming from. Like blackface and American, then, and, African American. And then you had the block, the blockade, the two. Um, oh, who were they? The, the people uh, from the trade. Oh, um, the, the two Bo- um, Bosa or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. They were like, heaps Asian, man. 
Yeah, yeah, just so blatant. Yeah. To be fair, though, I, I, I didn't really pick up on that oh, no. the first time I saw it. When I was, at like, in year fucking 10 or whatever watching that yeah. movie. Yeah, I oh. guess it was just annoying, though. It's just, don't you think? It's more than anything. I didn't, you can't. I find it hard to hate him. I just find him, in general, just annoying. Agree. He was an irritating character. But yep. in the context of... So, I think we all... The, probably the biggest caveat when looking at these movies, though, that we have to talk about is the fact that we all saw this movie once. And whatever that experience was has changed because even if we didn't like them or think they were that great, we've all seen this movie more than once, right? Like there's yep. been a viewing since that initial viewing. I can almost guarantee that for everyone here. I mean, unless Age, you've only yep. ever seen it once. No, no, I saw it. Uh, it was on TV, I think, last weekend. Like free to air TV. Oh, that's even less. Okay. I, I kind of meant like you saw it 12 months later or something, but at our oh, age right yeah. now, if you spent time rewatching this now, Man, mm. you must not have much going on. No, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm, I'm married now, mate. It's game over. Check it out. Dave, was it your mate, Joe, that burnt the VCD of this movie and had it on like three CDs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Back in the early days of torrenting? Shit, yeah. that was. No, but you were downloading at 56K, man. It would have been before torrents. It would have been like your old Kazza. <laughs> Oh my what god! Was the one? Yeah, it was between it was. that and and Net, what was the other one? Not Netscape. LimeWire. LimeWire. What was yeah. the original one? That Napster. Napster. <laughs> but that was yeah. a music one. No, that was music. Yeah, Napster <laughs> yeah. was music only. Yeah. The video version of that. Yeah. Bloody hell. Jesus Christ! I remember it had literally being three CDs, and you had to like, all right, stop it here, put in this CD. And it's like not DVDs, CDs. So, all right. Well, I guess the, basically the the whole purpose of this was filmed was to. To kick off the um, the lineage of the Skywalkers, right, and and sort of portray how Anakin, felt, or I guess not this film, but I guess the prequel trilogy, portray how Anakin got seduced to the dark side, right? And some of the biggest yeah. some of the biggest flaws with this this prequel trilogy, and in particular, I guess this film is the sort of the reversionist history we got, and the fact that George Lucas chose to start Anakin's story as him as an annoying seven-year-old. And I've just found that that was a very odd choice because second to Jar Jar, I would have to put Jake Lloyd's portrayal of Anakin Skywalker as one of the most annoying characters to ever exist. It was trash. Okay, I was was only going to say, like, again, I guess this is a hindsight thing. At the time, I also did remember finding that a little bit annoying, the Anakin kid. But that was clearly just a marketing thing to suck in a new generation of Star Wars fans. So it makes total sense as to why he did that. Well, see, Star Wars is always going to sell. You're always going to sell toys to kids, right? If you have, if you market it, it's like it's always marketed. It balances that line where it keeps adults entertained and also keeps kids entertained. But this one definitely skewed have more heavily towards children. You could just like the the Gungan people. And um, Anakin Skywalker being a kid, I guess every kid could see themselves as Anakin Skywalker, perhaps. The weird thing is, though, not only did this this film clank, <laughs> take Jake Lloyd's life, because he's now like a drugged out, burnt out, psycho- <laughs> psychopath in jail. Definitely the dark side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's literally just got that much hate on it. It, <laughs> it, um, it, it, it just raises some weird questions about Padme being such a goddamn pedophile because it was at the time it was a massive test she was i think i want to say 19 maybe maybe 20 and her character by that i mean yeah and any problem was 18 19 at the time but her character was actually meant to be 14 and he did that after the movie to justify why in the clone wars it wasn't so creepy for her to be hitting on anakin skywalker (laughs) But I'm like, what, what, like, what, what de- democracy would elect a 14 year old queen? That's just absurd. <laughs> so there's, it's, it's it, it just adds actually just, just weirdness. quietly though, Sam, weirdness. I'm not sure if it is necessarily a democracy because in the human history, I'm pretty sure there's been child emperors. So well, she's like, a queen, right? It's so happened, right? It's a monarch. Um, well, that's yeah, the thing. So it's that's not an election, right? No, well, okay, maybe I'll get shot down by the nerds out there, um, but I'm fairly certain that that the uh, Naboo polit- <laughs> geopolitics <laughs> is that the queens are in an elected position, hence why in Clone Wars oh, okay. she's called Senator um, Padme Amidala and not Queen, and then there's a new queen. Yeah, right. 
I mean, she's just it to the next level. <laughs> Wait, yeah, just I, it's just, maybe she's actually just really politically savvy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, is it? She trumped it. I just, I yeah, just exactly. She <laughs> well, I just find it absurd, though. Don't you guys find it weird? Why Look, put you? Why write yourself to that such a specific weird corner? To sell because, toys, man. Well, yeah. I mean that that's the long and short of it, isn't it? But I mean, I mean, yes. The first the first three films, like obviously, are pretty ridiculous. But he did have to skirt around the whole brother and sister issue as well. So he's done this before. <laughs> it's just. But make him a, like make him a teenager though, or something. Make him like fourteen as a, or thirteen or twelve, as opposed to seven or six, whatever the hell he is. All right, well, maybe we'll just talk about mo- more about the movie as such. So, um, I guess the film. I think when I, the time I saw it, I really liked um, Darth Maul, and and basically the whole premise of the story is actually pretty um, subtle. In that you have the senator from the Boo overthrows current, I guess. President, I don't know what the head of the Republic is, by getting votes and no confidence to then, you could, you see, like the cards are in place of him, you see um, Palpatine slowly enforcing his position of power. So that's the one thing I like about the prequels, the story of Darth Sidious slash the Emperor and how he actually has centered into, to, into that position because it's quite ingenious, really, when you think about it. Do you guys need me to explain that? Are you all comfortable with how that worked? I think it yeah, raises the point. True. It doesn't really cater. It's not well balanced. Like no. you can't have political concepts like that with children's characters. It, so it's like, yeah. who's who's following this? Like <laughs> it doesn't appeal to an adult who would appreciate that storyline because of the characters yeah. and the kids. And it's vice versa. Kids going there to watch it, you know, Anakin and Jar Jar are not going to be interested in the political side. It's not balanced. Uh, that, that's spot on. Everyone's just rattled. They walked out of the cinema in a day and going, what the fuck did I just watch? I mean, the other thing that they should probably should have done is kill Darth Maul because he was a dead ringer for like a Darth Vader replacement. And they, mm-hmm. you could just tell that they regretted that decision because everybody wanted Darth Maul merch. He was sick. What did you guys think yeah. of Darth Maul when you first saw him? Yeah, it was awesome. I made a face, I think in woodwork, uh, like the, the following year, I made a uh, pencil holder with just his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was 2D. Nice. But it was, it was epic. I've still got it. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> you should tweet it, mate. At, put it up on look Twitter. Look where you are now, H. Tweet it, H. Put it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, tweet it to the... He was a pretty cool character, though. Like, I think it was a bit of a wasted opportunity. Like, you definitely would have <laughs> rather seen more of him than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, probably like 100% less Jar Jar <laughs> and replace it with him. But he, he was just like um, the way he looked and the, the whole his eyes yeah. his, his eyes were yellow and just every detail of him was just he was just menacing and it's like why would you why would you not catch that for at least another movie like, it doesn't make why would you kill him and then replace him with um, Count Dooku like I love Christopher Lee but I don't need to see a seventy year old white man <laughs> as the villain like. We got that in the real world, you know. It kind of um that plays again to what Age was talking about about the it didn't make sense to have the conflicting stuff. Yeah. Like why why would you have like a grand ski or like a, a strong villain like that, right? Just to bin him and have something stupid like a Jar Jar Binks or that's completely yeah. targeted at just children. Crazy. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, and I guess the other thing the issue I had with um okay so. I think the actual ages of these characters is set way too young. Even seeing Obi-Wan as like a pad one is it's just too young. And it creates problems, particularly in the later end of this trilogy, where we get to Revenge of the Sith, right? They're not aged up appropriately. Like, no one has aged up appropriately. Like, at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin, sorry, when Obi-Wan goes into Tatooine to look, up, look over Luke, he goes in the, the desert as like a late 30s, maybe mid, mid-40s at best, but then 18 years later, he looks 70. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, how harsh is that desert? Yeah, it didn't age well. <laughs> it doesn't make... It just, it, it just And little things like that irk me where it's like, dude, you're the creator. you got your thumb on the pulse. Not, you shouldn't have your thumb up your ass. Just have... How hard does it have to have the, 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 the little things just lined up correctly? Yeah, and it's not like he wouldn't have had access to a whole team of continuity guys. That that's their job is to sit down and watch everything for fucking hours yeah. on end, making sure it all lined up. Yeah, 
exactly. And because it doesn't, this fundamentally doesn't. Um, so I maybe we'll keep we'll jog on because we're talking about it for twenty minutes. But I mean, if you had to, if you were had a choice to watch any Star Wars film, where would you put Episode One? There's no point in watching the film at all. So <laughs> you you can you can watch episodes two through to six and never have to watch episode one and you'll get probably more value out of it because <laughs> you'll you miss you'll you, you miss you'll miss Darth Maul but apart from that like that's yeah because even the political intrigue stuff isn't that isn't significant enough that you actually no, miss anything it's you just some made up blockade up right away in part two. Yeah, yeah it's not it, it's it's not that it's too slow but it's just it's too very light on to, to really sort of push that into where two and three kick off, so I mean, it's not even, it's not even necessary. So well, that's, zero. That's what I mean. I actually will never bother watching this again, Sam. Like, mm. even if I rewatch all the movies again and have like a session, I'm actually just going to skip this one altogether. I can comfortably say that it's a waste. Yep. It's a wasted movie, isn't it? Pretty much because they just started yeah. too young and didn't really. F- they they introduced us to nothing other than at the end of it. Um, Senator Palpatine is now the president. I don't know. I like watching the Darth Maul scenes, so I'll probably just get that on YouTube if you can. Um, Qui-Gon was pretty good, but, I mean, again, he really didn't serve no purpose because it, he didn't... I, I reckon Liam Neeson, as the actor of the Jedi, he, he was sick. Like, he was just so good. But his character and, like, everything else during the film, it was just a bit... It just wrote... His, his dialogue and how he was was just so nuffy. It's like, oh... Yeah, all the advice. Don't train this guy. Oh, I wouldn't do it anyway. Oh, all right, good on you. It's Actually, nice yeah, and, and in saying yeah. that, gents, and I'm going to ask you guys because I dropped out a little bit earlier, so I don't know if you talked about this. He He's the guy that we've got to thank for midi-chlorians, right? Because that's all his dialogue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. As far, yeah. Fuck, yeah. man, that just ruins his whole thing when he yeah, starts talking it, about that shit. Oh, and then don't, yeah, and let's not get started about the, the miraculous birth side of it as well, where George Lucas has just gone full. I wonder who that's trying to be. Je- Jesus yeah. was a made-up story too, so it kind of hurts. <laughs> <that they started. laughs> um, oh, it's, just, it's just unbearable. It's just nonsense. The um, midichlorian thing might be present in The Last Jedi, possibly. They might, revisit, that? They might revisit that concept. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, it was... God, I it was not. a way to, I guess, because they had the whole th- immaculate conception about how Shmi Skywalker, Anakin's mother, didn't know how she got impregnated, and then there's a bat, like a side theory about how Darth Sidious did it through the Force. Yeah, or but, she's a slave and been drugged in like bloody hell. That's what <laughs> I mean. Like she's a, sa- <laughs> a slave in Tatooine. Someone knocked her up. All right, yeah. and then but through that, Anakin's going to have he's got record count of this cell structure that gives people the best use of the Force, which is kind of like. It's a slap in the face to the original trilogy where it's just like, no, no, the Force isn't something you were born with or whatever. It just, you know, it just flows through. It's flo- it just flows through everyone and you, and you kind of just got to tap into it. It's fairly neutral, right? Yeah. It's it's so- it's about the person's potential rather than yeah. being born into privilege, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would argue that this, yeah, you're right, Chance. It's nothing movie. So we'll probably just jog on then straight to yeah. Clone Wars. So, sorry, sorry, Sam, just yeah. to interject. I mean... Just David was sort of talking about this before um, about watching watching them all over again. I just want to sort of bring this up as a side. Dave and I watched um, all the episodes bar number one, I think, before episode seven came out, and we actually watched it in this um, this format called the Machete Order, which is yep. um, some guy came over the online. Have you have you heard about that? Sam? I am familiar with the Machete Order. Yeah. So we so basically that just that says go away with episode one because you just you're not getting anything out of it. So um, that's the approach that we took. And it actually works quite well. And as you watch four and five first and then go to two and three, you like you can sort of bear it a bit more because you treat it as a bit of a flashback. So, you know. It, it, <laughs> um, I, my, I guess my um, obsessive compulsiveness, I guess, won't let me watch films out of sequence. Yeah. Well, what did you sense. think of it, Dave? Like watching it that way. Well, I um, I think uh, I, I I probably originate from Sam's opinion, um, mm. in that historically, like when a movie comes out, I like I won't go to the cinema to watch it if I haven't seen every preceding film in order, which kind of killed the whole Marvel universe for me because I fucking yeah. I missed one. Next minute, I couldn't go see the next twenty that yeah, came out. Yeah, I, I, I am a bit like that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you know what though? But in saying that, I think probably something that dampened that with this is that because I've seen all of them so many freaking times, like mm-hmm. I didn't really care about 
just not doing it in the right sequence. And yeah. I think, and, and taking the, um, the whole it's a flashback approach, actually, it probably added a lot more. Um, yeah. Because you got to, it, it was, it, it made it seem like it was a bit more, uh, okay, it's, this is, the, the, my real movie is the whole story of uh, three, four, and five. Yeah. And I'm just kind of adding in this uh, peppering bit for a bit of extra uh, lore to the universe type thing. Mm. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, I, I, I thought it was fine doing it that way. Actually, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so, right, we'll jump over to 2002's Attack of the Clones. Um, now, I'm going to have a bit of a controversial opinion on this one because whilst I just said pretty shit things about episode one, Mm. I also think that episode two is probably not worth, isn't worth a watch. <laughs> um, and probably, if anything, yeah. has less yeah. redeeming qualities than episode one. Only oh, because... A... Hear, hear right. me out before. Hear me out yeah. before I say yeah. this. Okay. Yep. I think it's... It, it, it may... I don't, I'm not sure if it's the longest Star Wars film, but it feels the longest. There's heavy, heavy political discussions in terms of um, the workings of the Galactic Senate. There is a, a, a henchman or a villain that just not, is not interesting in Count Dooku. Mm. Um, General Grievous, I guess, is a is a kind of a, a makeup for that in the sense that he's a bit more uh, aesthetically pleasing in the sense that he's more interesting to look at. On talks, I guess, has that wispy robotic talk. But ultimately, that last third of the film is watching a handful of real life characters jump around behind a green screen and if you go back and watch it today the cgi doesn't hold up and it's very evident it's almost like you're watching a bad youtube star wars parody film <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it yeah you're right the the, the cgi is terrible and, and the fact that george lucas sort of has been quoted in saying that he was waiting until the special effects caught up where he could actually make these movies it's just the, the green screen is terrible and the CGI is just garbage. It's just really <laughs> well, not good. Well, in defense, at the time, it was okay. Like, it was, oh, yeah, it was right. But no. It, no. It, it, Terminator reckon. came out, Terminator 2 came out ten, almost 10 years before this and that still is impressive. Like <laughs> really? 30, like 20, don't, well, don't you think compared to this? It's like, obviously, you got to take it into, into context. But, I mean, you got to think, man, this was like in early 90s. Like this still looks pretty good, like the whole sort yeah. of mercury liquid metal effects. Whereas this is just <sighs> so obviously blatant. Yeah, he overreached. He overreached in the uh, special effects department. Oh, he overreached, sure. reached around, and did everything wrong <laughs> with the special effects. It was terrible. It like the, there was no sets, no sets. It was everything was just a green screen. It was amazing. It feels rushed because look, James Cameron waited. He waited like over a decade to make the or more longer. Avatar was in the making for ages. Just to get it right. Like, he's a perfectionist. Luke, well, Lucas, it's a little bit half-assed. Yeah, see, Lucas is, I guess, he's an, he's, a, he's not an actor's director, so he's not known for no. trying to get performances <laughs> out of his actors. He loves the medium of using like effects to tell a story, and he kind of, I think, just got, yeah. got a bit drunk on his which, own which, sort of formula. Yeah, which explains which explains these three films um, pretty pretty accurately then, putting it <laughs> well, in that context. When but, I, I okay, so two thousand two. Where are you guys in two thousand two at uni? Um, what are you doing? Yeah, speaking of uni, I'll just throw a little fact out there. George mm. Lucas was in Adelaide a few years ago, and mm. he's actually eating in the exact same food court that Dave and I were <laughs> eating at while this film. Was there, you <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, that was the David Jones food court. David yeah. Jones food court. I actually have um an interesting fact. Sorry, I forgot to talk about it. um. You know, Judge. You know. Guess who was originally or wanting to play Jar Jar Binks? You'll never guess this. Wesley Snipes. Not a bad guess, Age. Not a bad guess. Uh, <laughs> how's that a bad guess? Where the <laughs> fuck does that... How's that a good guess? I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> the, guy from, the guy from Naked Gun. All right. <laughs> oh, Michael, Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, that, wow. that makes, that makes Michael, sense. Yeah, Michael Jackson wanted... He was pestering George Lucas to play the character of Jar Jar. Was that because of Anakin's age? Sense. In the movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I can give you some. Okay. I can tell you why. Um, basically, um, 
George Lucas was friends, and I think through Captain EO or whatever. Um, and George Lucas has a preference of not to use name actors at the time because it kind of takes away the fact of, well, there's an actor in a Star Wars film, if that makes sense. He likes to go with the unknowns, hence the casting of like Jake Lloyd and whatnot. Yeah, but Liam Neeson was well known. Yeah, I know like, that's, that's true. Massive. I mean, yeah, nah, I don't, I don't know about that because episode four, you've got yes, yes, you. Yes, yeah, well, Sam Jackson as well, yeah. But you've got you've got Mark Hamill, who was like the unknown, but then he's carried by all the other actors, which then goes back to your thing about being an actor's director, but they really just sort of carried carried the film. So I don't yeah. know if that's entirely true, but... You was maybe not... in his career? Nothing, nowhere. He only, that made made, him nowhere. he only made a couple made of films prior, yeah. Um, so you yeah. want to hear something even weirder? Yeah. So <laughs> George Lucas, um, I think... I Ahmed Best, I think his name is Ahmed Best. Let me just look up who played Jar Jar. So basically what happens is, um, so this film, like I said, it was, in, it was started production or development in 1994, got released in 1999. So it was obviously, you know, in production for a long time. Yeah, Ahmed Best. So what happened was George Lucas took the, the actual actor, he won the role, Ahmed Best, to a Michael Jackson concert <laughs> and said to Michael Jackson, this is the guy who's playing Jar Jar. And... Ahmed Best, from all reports, was like Michael Jackson gave him like a mega death stare and just hated, like, was just did not want to know anything about this guy. <laughs> but it begs why? the question: Why would you do that? Why, why would you? Why would you do that? Oh, what I, a don't, jerk. I don't get what it. What a fucking jerk! Yeah, <laughs> too much money. Oh, That's what it comes down man, to. Man, oh, just man. playing with people's emotions. That's a lot <laughs> Back to two thousand two. So were you were you, where were you, you guys at uni? What were you doing? Were you looking forward to this film? Not really. Well, not really. I mean, I guess the 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 first one took all the steam out of this trilogy, right? Because I mean, the the box office for this was way way lower than the original. Um, yes, worst performing Star Wars film. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but and, and I don't I don't think it's the film's fault. I think it was Episode One's fault. Um, yeah put that out there but yeah uh no i mean you you went to go see it because you just thought okay let's see how we go but yeah you know we're, we're a few years few years older we're, we're in our or oh, still not in our 20s no we're 19 uh, are you sure because we yeah. this is 2002 right 2002. Is that what you said, Sam? yes so this is this is my first year of uni yeah um, no 18 19 no, so, I was yeah. 18 in year 12. I know that because that's when I started drinking alcohol well, and playing poker. <laughs> if, if you subtract... You're right. So I was 19. I was 19. You get 19. <laughs> Long I just to told you, I spent year 12 drinking alcohol yeah. and playing yeah, pokies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My basic right. maths is not going to be that strong, guys. <laughs> yeah, we were 19, mm. Sam. And at, I was first year of uni. Chance was second year. Yeah. And this is actually the year... Oh, fuck, Chance. This will be the year we uh, became mates. This was the year that, uh, that started the great, the great uh, partnership. Yeah. Wow. There you yeah. go. It was uh, actually it was because we we were catching the bus together at uni. That's right. And then just re- reminiscing over living on the same block, going to the same primary school, having you know there some you sort of relocation. Probably. So it was a pretty it was a pretty quiet year, guys. It was a pretty quiet. <laughs> year. Yeah. In terms of uni results and and otherwise. So, right. so Star Wars brought you two guys together. Oh. <laughs> Um, age, where were you, bud? Were you were you excited for we were in year ten for this one, right? You yeah, missed Adelaide? I was in Adelaide. Um, Holy shit. That was the year I came to Adelaide. We got we got a, we got a second court incident. Is this the year we became friends? I think it was. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. This yeah. really is the best episode ever. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Wow, well, that's actually that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Yeah, turn two. Going back to your runtime, it's actually a minute shorter than the than the Phantom Menace. No shit. Two hours and 12 minutes. Mm, it feels uh, the longest, though. It definitely feels the longest. It um, bombed 40% in the second week for uh, <laughs> Kings. Yeah, it was not good. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you guys feel about it, really? Besides, it was, I just found it dull and just, and just. I mean, yeah. Django Fett was okay. Um, the scenes he was in was kind of cool. but Kids again, Boba Fett is a kid. Like, why? Um mm. Christopher Lee underutilized Samuel L. Jackson completely, completely not the right character for him at all in the film. 
Like, I'm not saying it was a terrible, oh, no, it's a terrible Jedi. It just did not, it wasn't written for him well at all. You go from Pulp Fiction to this. Mm. <laughs> It's not the right character. I think it, it turned Yoda into a little bit of a joke as well. That fight mm. scene with yeah, Dooku. yeah, everyone yep. laughed. Everyone laughed in the cinema. Yeah, because he the fuck are you doing? after he fought, yeah. he immediately starts to hobble on his walking stick and is like, "Yeah, wait a minute, what are you guys Stop. doing?" Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know, I, I'm gonna say, I reckon what you said before, Sam. I actually tend to agree with in that the first one, even though in hindsight and after rewatching it, I hate it more. Mm. I actually probably liked the first one more than the second one mm. originally. Yes. Because uh, I think it did have more redeeming qualities. Yeah, maybe. And it some of the stuff in this second one, I found, um, like, this is where it lost it for me. This is where I was like, these prequels are garbage. Because the first one, I was like, oh, okay, it's their first attempt. They're, you know, trying to do a new universe, blah, blah, blah. All the backstory. Yeah, you can forgive them. All that sort of stuff. And then I saw this film, and I was like... Ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> it's it's done. You know, just le- let shit lie. This is the first time I was like, it's probably better not to get new movies. It's like let's just let's just let it go. And just quickly as a side note, that General Grievous guy, mm. I didn't realize this, but I think, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm pretty sure that that was just hammed in because he's the main bad guy in the Clone Wars um, animated series. Sorry. So. Uh, negative, negative. That okay. came out after um, Clone Wars. Came just, out after everything. I just thought having it as, sure? yep. as a, as a okay. robot. Sorry, I just thought having it as a robot was just the biggest cop out. Ah, uh, he's not. Well. He's not a robot. He's actually Is he a robot. Yeah, he's a cyborg. He's actually he was a human. Has been replaced with um. I didn't. Um, I didn't know that. Cause that's how much I cared. Uh, it's easy to get confused. It's like, why does a robot have lungs? But um, yeah. Um, so I guess this uh, the takeaway from this. The other thing I, re- I really didn't like about this movie is like I don't need um, Boba Fett to have a backstory. The reason why I like Boba Fett is because he was a guy that had no backstory. He's just a bounty hunter. He's here to do what he wants to do, and he's going to leave. That, that's the ambiguity of it made the character more intriguing. So why this is the thing I hate about fandom and stuff like Marvel and Star even Star Wars today is that. Everything, every minutiae, little, everything little has to be fleshed out and explained with the backstory. I don't need a backstory. I don't need a Han Solo solo film. I don't need mm. backstory. I don't need context. Let me fill in the gaps myself. So this yeah, is what I found. The Joker as well now. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I, I don't know. I, well, maybe we'll jog on to the next one. But I, if you guys had to, if you're doing a Star Wars movie marathon, would this one get a, a replay? No. Ooh. Age off the bat, no. Uh, I go, go one over this. You'd go one over this. Yeah. Jeez, Jeez. Mate, you've lost your, you've lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Mm. I I don't know. Like this, this like who even cares anymore? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, is this is that. This is this episode. Wait, listen to this and. Uh, oh, oh, I'm just. I'm gonna check out. I can't take it. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Like, uh, in defense of the whole thing, I think if you're going to... It's one or the other. So even in defense of age, I think you could you can stomach one or the other because there's so many of these friggin' movies now. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do the marathon because you want to revise it leading up to the new one coming out, it's one of those things where I, I would not... I would definitely not recommend watching both, but at the same time, Agreed. I guess you've got to watch one, right? So oh, it, I... it does add more of the political stuff to it, though. Yeah. So there is, I guess, more context... Context-wise and lack of Jar Jar Binks-wise, I'd still watch this, even though there's like no main, no real main characters in it. Like, there's, everyone's just all over the shop. It's poorly acted. The CGI is terrible. I'd probably still watch it. So, way. in terms of a film, I think the biggest issues is that it's, it's just not that well constructed as a film. So the no, plot is terrible. Not at all. You know, the love story is and the dialogue is deplorable. Um, the love yep. story between Padme and Anakin and and, and R two D two can now fly, which yeah. makes no yeah. sense because he yeah. <laughs> wasn't flying in four, five, and six unless like his thrusters broke. But I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly. Oh. Um, there's no all the clone troopers are CGI, and there's not one real clone trooper. The robots are CGI. It's, it's yeah. I think it's it, it is a CGI like cluster flack, isn't it? It's I I remember being excited for this film, and I remember going to the movies to see it, but then it was sold out. So then what I did was I watched a movie. I bought tickets to a later session and I just watched a movie in between watching it so I could kill time for Star Wars. 
<laughs> um, uh, I think what a waste I was like, of your time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I have no regrets. I'm pretty happy with my decision. Well, you were bloody, you were bloody 15, mate. What else were you doing? But, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what, man? The more I think about it, the more I'm probably never going to watch any of these three again. Okay, well, let's and, jump and that, into it. The CGI one. really doesn't fucking hold up at all. It's, not for it's this trash. episode. Not for, okay, trash. not for this episode. All right, and, 2005. We'll jump, fast forward in 2005, okay? Chance and Dave are still friends. Age and Sam are still friends. Um, when do we stop being friends? <laughs> Chance, are you on... Um, are you on your second degree yet, or no? Nah, this still? one, this this is uh, this was the cutoff year. This, this is the cutoff year. Yep. Actually, I, I think is this when I left uni as well, like disgracefully <laughs> the first time. Uh, <laughs> I think it was, right? Yeah, was. yeah. You 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 bowed out end of end of '04, I reckon. Um, I gave it one more crack, and then <laughs> um, also equally disgracefully bowed out. So, <laughs> and then just went on went on to um. Building and selling PCs and TVs. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Let's just say half, half the let's just say half the half the PCs in in Campbelltown uh, have, have probably caused the uh, house fires or. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, 2005 age. I think we were at UniSA together, weren't we? Yes, that's right. The golden yeah. days, the golden yeah. era, the golden wow. era. And I yeah. was I was studying some hippie industrial design course about to neck myself and I think you were doing your bachelor of some accounting or something I don't know <laughs> yeah commerce commerce, commerce. yeah um, yeah it's, it's pre or post Swinkles era for, for me post Swinkles would have to be 2004 was when we graduated yeah so it's post Swinkles mm. that's my measure of time <laughs> pre Swinkles right. post Swinkles um poor. look I was at that age where I am, I guess I was, I was still 18 because I was like hell young for my year. I was, I wasn't, I just turned 18 in 2005, I reckon. Um, was not really interested. You know, when as a kid, I used to love Star Wars and then in my teenage years, kind of was still into it. But then this is the time frame when I'm definitely checked out, as in, I'm not. Not you know, I'm pursuing other things, right? So yeah. when this film came out, I I reckon I waited and maybe to the third week to see it, um, maybe or maybe the second week. So and the expectations were drop dead. Could could give a fuck. I remember the the one thing that this movie did though, and it did it right, was that it had an epic Star Wars opening. So it had the credits, and then it had this the space, and it fell down, and it immediately fell into a battle above Coruscant between the Republic, oh, the Republic and the Separatist droid army, and it was just it looked fantastic because you could see Coruscant just in the background, and all the spaceships, and the screen was full of activity, and the CGI looked really it looked pretty much flawless at the time, and it was just one of the most engaging uh, I guess scenes or, or action sequences I've seen in, you know, in the Star Wars. Do, film. do you know what I remember about this movie, Sam? What? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking, I almost walked out of the cinema at that moment. I was it, like, it was cannot get any more fucking cheese. Yeah. And I saw it coming too. I was like, oh, 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 I forgot. Oh, I forgot no, about no, that. No, I don't, no, forgot. don't do it. Don't. Oh no! Yes. Dave, I think you've... Okay, that's it. I'm, I'm not watching any of them ever again. <laughs> that's settled. That was a clincher. Oh. I just... It, I remind it because it was the most... It was the scene that just stuck in my head as, like, Lucas doesn't know how to make a good movie and he fucking fluked all the other ones. <laughs> Why is wow. well, yep. It doesn't make sense that they can make a cyborg that moves like a spider, but Darth Vader moves like a fucking 90-year-old geriatric. <laughs> True. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Look, <laughs> oh, again, God. missed opportunity. So what really, yep. I, in my opinion, that they wasted pretty much one and a half films, the first two. We should have seen Anakin turn or begin turn at the end of the second one. And the third one, he's Darth, a full Darth Vader going on Order 66, kicking ass and just taking down names, right? You that final 30 minutes of, of, of Revenge of the Sith was just deplorable, as Dave said. So it starts off with no, and he's turned into Vader. And then Padme, Padme has to give birth, 
and then she has twins and then she dies on the operating table and then from, I think, a broken heart, no medical illness. <laughs> and, you know, this yeah. is the future, people. Story checks out. And then they have to take the kids, they separate the kids and then um, Yoda hand fists that Qui-Gon Jinn came back to life and whatnot. It's just, it was just really... The last 30 minutes, we're just trying to, it was just throwing so much stuff at you. It was like, well, mate, you had three movies. What's going on? Fan service, wasn't it? Yeah. So I guess what it basically leaves a lot of unanswered questions where you think prequels should fill in those questions, if that makes sense. Like, how did the rebellion get started? Um, You know, why, like, you, you, you didn't kill Padme off, so now she has to die of a broken heart and childbirth, like really weird things. Like, well, if she died on, at childbirth, how does Leia remember her mother? Cause Leia says in, um, uh, return of the Jedi, um, what was your mother like? Well, Luke asks Leia, what was your mother like? Or do you remember her? And she says, yeah, she was very young, but always sad. So it's like, why are you rewriting <laughs> history? <laughs> like, yeah. And so- especially to make it worse. All right, like, cause that, that, that's actually, that's a pretty poignant moment in the original film. And you're like, mm. oh yeah, sad because, it's got something to do with um, some shit, right? And you're like, ooh, I wonder if that's there's a bit more to that. But then it's just like, like dying of a broken heart. Like, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Have you guys you guys <laughs> watched Robot Chicken? Or do you know what, what Robot Chicken is? Yeah, yeah fully um, aware of the Robot Chicken up. They did a Star Wars uh, a special. And one of, the, one of the little, I guess, skits was... Um, Padme was on the um, operating table and they had this medical droid. It was like medical droid MD. <laughs> and then some guy, <laughs> some guy goes to the medical droid. She, she, yeah, like house. She's dying. <laughs> She's, oh, and the droid goes, of what? <laughs> and the guy goes, of a broken heart. And the droid goes, where did you get your degree in? Poultry? God damn it. <laughs> get out of there. And he, and, he, and he begins to try to save her life. Like it's really like. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, True. That's so good. Fucking stupid. Oh fuck. That that the thing is though, they're, I like in the future or whatever. They're in the they're in the past, mm. but it's so futuristic they have the technology. They can fucking make cyborgs. She's not dying of a broken heart. It's it just it just he just Luke has just squandered an opportunity to really create a cohesive story, like from one, two, three, four, five, and six. That's as simple as that. Can I um can I ask a question here? Sure. Right? Just to get you get your lads' opinion on this. Do you think Lucas did it on purpose because he ended up with like um, a Harrison Ford esque. I hate this franchise and I want to kill it now. And if anyone's going to destroy it, it's going to be me. <laughs> um, like, th- think about think, yeah, think about some of the decisions that are made. Right, like it, it's pretty ridiculous the approach that's taken for a lot of shit in this movie in all these films. Yeah. yeah. Drink it like that could seriously be the secret joke that has just been the case. Yeah. He just he, wanted he, to actually bend the whole thing. And he started well, like editing. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. As you started like editing all these original ones and chopping them up and putting new bits in it and taking things out. Yeah. And, well, double right. down, Indiana Jones. The answer. Yeah. Okay, here's the answer. And this is just—it's based on some facts. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of bullshit at work. <laughs> but the, the simple fact is that okay, so 1999 when the Empire uh, episode one came out was was. It wasn't pre-internet, but internet was pretty new. Like, not everybody had the internet, right? Well, they but, had shit versions of it, yeah. Yeah, they had yeah, shit versions of it. Um, I will. So, Lucas, in this period between, um, i say, after Return of Jedi and before Empire, uh, sorry, Episode 1, he was, like you said, doing the re-edits. And the reason why he was doing the re-edits because I guess he always had in his mind that the films that he created weren't perfect because they looked so dated in terms of the special effects. So when he did that, he kind of changed some of the, and he retrospectively changed like, oh, Han doesn't shoot first and whatever. He got a lot of, I guess, fury, if you want to call it that, from Star Wars fans. And we're talking old school written letters, right? That, yeah. kind, of, that kind of warped his perception as to what the fans had of him and he kind of acknowledged that Star Wars, well, Star Wars didn't belong to him in the sense that it was bigger than one person now, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, flash forward to, to episode one. He makes that. It gets shit canned by every everybody, right? Critics, Star Wars fans, everybody hates it. 
internet's around. He, at the time, was making decisions that were, weren't based on necessarily, um, I want to burn this franchise, but more the fact that Fox Studios is not telling me what I can and can't do. So this is the direction I want to take it because, guys, let's be real, CGI is the future and we're not going to even need actors in 10 years. This will just sell toys and merch and everyone will be happy. So he kind of drank his own Kool-Aid and that he had nobody saying no to him. It was like the Emperor's New Clothes, right? Yeah. He, lived a, he lived a life where he just was such in a power position that he could get whatever he wanted. He was the king. He, he was he was the, he's the head of the empire sort of thing. Yeah, we just agree with him for the sake of... Correct. It's, it's George Lucas. And then over time, as the sequels progressed, he became more resentful of it. Um, and not, not resentful, not, I shouldn't say that, resentful, not resentful of the films, but I'd say res- resentful of the attitude of the fans that they would take a position against his vision, I guess. And not to say that he was ungrateful for him, but I would say like, well, you know, it's a, like I'm, I am Star Wars. So if you don't like, or well, why are you directing your hate to me? Whereas I gave you it sort of thing. And it Not just came complex. to, well, yeah, it, came, it, it became a complex because he would give yeah. weird interviews and he would contradict himself. He'll say, oh no, I haven't thought about doing episode nine. But then he said, oh yeah. And yeah, episode nine is in development. He would just constantly say flip-flop and just say off-the-cuff stuff, maybe not to antagonize people, but just to not really um, – because he knows that this would mean a lot to to, to, to the fans. So mm. he'll be very flippant with it. Okay, okay. Yeah. You feel like I get that, right? You're getting dictated to. You feel like you are getting dictated to. Like, what? Yeah, about your own product. Totally get that, Correct. right? But there's yeah. just certain things that there's no excuse for. Like simple continuity things. Like he, he really didn't have to do much to to keep people happy. In all honesty, yeah. like because people love the first one. If he understood his demographic, he really would have been able to get away just putting out an okay film that stayed true to a lot of tropes. I mean, the best example of it is with what Disney did. They basically re-released Episode Four, right? Yeah. And even though some people are a bit on the fence, the majority of people enjoyed it, and they're like, okay, it's just solid Star Wars. Cool, thanks. Like, that's all he had to do. I, like, I don't get why he started doing the weird decisions, like dying of broken heart bullshit, or fucking uh, continuity, just create... Like, even if you think... Like, that's that's got to be either a massive... If he's trying to say fuck you to the fans, and I can do whatever I want, then that is a destructive decision. And he, it, to me, it reads like he actually does just want to fucking burn it to show that he can do whatever he wants. I, 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 nah. See, I would say that that argument is flawed in the sense that um, why, go to the, why go to that extreme to make a $200, $200 million film? Because he can. But why not, just, why, why not just do a re-edit of like Amber Strikes Back where the Ewoks, the Ewoks are replaced with... No, like another re-re-edit. You know what I mean? Of like, and they're replaced with like I don't know, like pink Care Bears or something. You know what I mean? Like, you can. There's other ways to go about it. Or because just, you can or do it subtly, it. right? He did, man. He basically did bury it, and then he tried to hide all the original copies of um, the original four films to get them out of distribution. Mm-hmm. Like he effectively did try to bury Star Wars as how the fans loved it and saw it. Like so how you, hard is it? Can you? Can anyone? Can we even get it anymore? No, you original. Can't. No. You can't, right? No, I've, I've, I've got. I've, I've still got copies on VHS um, of the originals. So. Oh fucking Sam, digitize that shit. Just get it oh. out there for free, mate. Oh, well, I have. I've digitized one, but um, the problem. The problem is, Dave. I mean, I I can see what you're saying. That he, that that I agree that he it would become a burden that he's constantly asked about these movies and everywhere he goes, he's he's just consistently pigeonholed as the Star Wars guy, right? But at the same time... Wait, is, that, I, is that the case? Because I'm pretty sure, like, Indiana Jones and stuff, was it? Was he just the Star Wars guy? Like, no. I mean, well, is that the way you reckon he was seen? I would... Yeah, I mean, I assume so. I mean, he wouldn't... He would be He would be asked a lot of questions about Star Wars constant, yeah. consistently. Like, I mean, but I don't know. I just find it hard to believe that. I just think he... I would argue he's more inept at story development than Spike. <laughs> then then he's spiteful. Yeah, fair call. Um, and 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 the reason being is that nobody at Fox Studios was saying, "Mate, your this this movie's terrible. Doesn't even make sense." Because in even think about it, in the first Star Wars: New Hope, right? Um, he did a lot of 
retrospective cutting then because when the film came out, it was just called Star Wars, and it didn't have a crawl at the beginning. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't Episode Four at all. No, it was just Star Wars. And um, he did. They, they did a re-release in the theaters, and they called it Episode Four because Lucas realized I can make money out of this, and 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 let's make it a sequel. And sure. he only called it Episode Four because it was, um, I guess, trying to copy those um, cartoon. I can't remember where it was, Flash Gordon comics or something like. Where it's episodic, and this is the Episode Four, so let's just jump straight into Episode Four. He did. He claims that he had a, a Episode One, Two, and Three, but. He didn't, though. He didn't, though, right? I reckon yeah. he was a hack. I reckon he actually just fucking fluked it, eh? Well, yeah, he massively did, mate. Because then he directed wife, the first one. Yeah, he, he directed the first one, and his his first wife actually edited it. So um, there's, a, there's a story, or I guess it's Hollywood gossip, that Lucas, when Lucas handed in his first edit of Star Wars, um, the studio execs were like, oh my God, we're going to lose all our money and everyone's going to get fired because they just couldn't make sense of it. And what happens is his wife went away, edited it down to what the movie is now and and got a really good film out of it. So, I mean, there's there's rumours that, you know, his his wife, his first wife kind of set up Star Saved Wars. As his, yeah. Yeah, I and, believe and, that. I 100% and, believe that. And as Chen's <laughs> point, he had collaborators on on um, Empire. So you had a director and a, um, uh, a screenwriter, Lawrence Kasdan, I think his name is. He collaborated on the script and he also had a director. So he was just a producer. So collaboration, you know, gave us the best Star Wars yeah. Um, yeah. film. And The Return of the Jedi, the collaboration was less because Lucas was pretty much telling that director how to, how to direct the movie. And I think the I don't think they had a collaborator with the script. He may have, but it was it was a Lucas script, and that was generally considered the worst or the weakest of the originals. Right, Return of the Jedi. So, if it's a sliding scale, you could see you could definitely see perhaps if you look at Lucas's films, he's probably a good producer in, yeah. in terms of he can get a good idea and put and a pitch and structure a, maybe a good sort of big picture story. But when it comes down to the minutiae of it, he needs a Spielberg. He needs, I don't know, in the Lawrence Cashton to actually flesh out and get the nuances of the story spot on. Because the dialogue and, of those of those prequels was, f- yeah. was just and fucking horrendous. It, it, it's, it's garbage. And, and you know what, Sam? It's, it's funny you say that because um, I was just reading an article before um, uh, that was written by, uh, what's this guy's name? David Houghton last year. Um, he, he's talking about if you actually look at the films underlying that there's all that he, he's saying that there's sort of enough plot points there to almost make it where it needs to be. But like George Lucas doesn't even notice his quote here that George Lucas doesn't seem to notice he's written them in and ignores the lot. So you're sort of talking about where, where the Jedi and the Sith are in four, five and six. It's sort of a pretty much straight up good versus evil thing, right? Because mm. that's sort of, what it's what it's morphed into but when you look at it prior to that um you know really they, they are they're they're extremists and, and it, it really sort of plays into the way the world's going now they, they are extremists like they're sort of like really staunch conservatives you know they, they they're rigid it goes rigid in the doctrine code methods you know all that type of thing sort of hyper religious that type of stuff and then the sith you know he, he says the staunch libertarians where they just mm. don't want oversight and they do their own philosophies and you whatnot. mean the jedi uh no, no no the sith because they 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 don't want control you know they, they don't want oversight um so the sith they, libertarians yeah because they don't basically want to be told what to do and they want want to do things that are for themselves over for the as opposed to everyone else mm-hmm. right okay um so yeah their, their own extremist attitudes to their own philosophies Mm. Um, so ba- basically what he's trying to say is that they're, they're both extremists on both ends, right? Um, and then you talk about Anakin and he's saying, well, you know, he's one who brings the balance to the force, but maybe he's just, he's going to be the moderate, right? Like in the mm. middle. So if you read the article, I'll probably, I'll put it in the link. Um, sure. For you. It's pretty decent. And it just it sort of talks about all those points in all those movies that, that are really there, but just it, it ignores them all. Right. And then. <sighs> I mean, they just sort of try to hand fist everything else so, in there. Yeah, and, and well, you think like he, he's he's because you start you start Jedi's when they're young, right? So you're indoctrinating mm-hmm. when they when they're kids, like you know, before they can remember what's going on. And then you've got Anakin, who's a lot more grown up, and he's seeing 
pretty much kids being, you know, in combat and all sorts of other stuff. So, you know, it, it's pretty, it's, it, it's all there, but it's just not, it's not alluded to at all. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Dave, no, you have point? a point? No, some poignant stuff. I was just thinking um, just in the, in the interest of time and maybe mm. progressing this to, to a wrap up point. I mean, obviously we're going to talk about whether or not it was a good thing that Lucas finally got out of it. Probably when we talk about the later films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe just something that'd be good to touch on now is, um, and keeping in the theme of Hollywood's got no ideas. What What are your thoughts on um, Disney at some point in the future rebooting the prequels or revisiting? Ooh. What do you guys think? Oh, you, 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 you stole the thunder as host there, Dave, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, mate. I, it's just eastern suburbs. Uh, sorry, eastern states run a little bit hotter than the uh, the other states, so it's kind of late <laughs> oh, here, mate. I'll just I'll just kind of let Chance finish his point, and then that's okay. Um, um well, no, that, well, that's no, right. He makes a great point, I, but <laughs> I want to read the article before I can comment, man. Like, okay, his, his all right. Point is too yeah. good. Well, let's go round table. Let's let's we'll, we'll picture this. How would you feel? Yep. And and I guess. Okay, we'll ask first of all, would you like to see it happen? And and then maybe how and whatever. So, well, go chance. And you know what? The funny thing is, after I read this article, right, and then just reading a few other bits and pieces, I literally thought, man, if they just redid this and like sort of took some of these ideas, it'd be so awesome. Like, just, just do it properly again. So, I'd, I'd be all for it. Um, and if they're doing it in the vein of how like episode seven was done, you know, um, not, not going too heavy on. Like just the way it's shot, the way it looks, and getting back into the spirit and the mythology of it, um, all, all for it. Why, why not? They own it now, so just rubbish it and start again. Uh, age? Yeah, I don't think they will. I, I'd like them to. I just don't think they will. I think they're going to do all those, um, like, uh, what was the, the Rebel one? Uh, Rogue. Rogue one. Rogue one, yep, yep. They're just going to keep pushing out movies like that. So they might do a prequel even before the first three movies, but they probably won't use the characters maybe they'll follow darth maul i don't know because he did come back for the clone wars tv series uh yeah he did come back because george lucas realized he killed cash cow so yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> lucas had no idea eh? okay absolutely no Lunatic. idea dave Lunatic. i'm about to drop some knowledge again all right strap yourselves in so disney have uh, can quiet... i not give my opinion can I, can no no i'll give my opinion whether we you, should got, you ask the question i'm answering your question then you can give your opinion all okay, right sure. <laughs> okay on, so okay. disney have only acquired the future rights of star wars that means fox um and lucas still control pretty much the rights wow. to one two three four five six yeah. so like when you see the DVDs and whatnot, um, they're, they're labeled Fox and the new ones, so Rogue One and uh, Episode 7 are Disney. So in essence, they'd have to get the rights to, in order to uh, remaster that or re, I don't know, to do it again. And basically, um, I can't see a world where Fox would give up that revenue stream to Disney or it would have to be cost them a lot of money and I just mm. I think mm. they'd rather spend that money making new properties, as as A said, then trying to rewrite history. Secondary, secondary, there is generally a lot of younger fans, and I'm talking younger than myself, so I'm 30 now, I'm talking like those in the 20s, that actually view these films a lot more favorably than we do because they were kids as like seven or eight when these films were released. They weren't, you know, shit-eating teenagers or... Or pusshound young guys in the twenties, they were, um, you know, kids, and these this is where their first exposure to Star Wars. So, you're playing. I don't see Disney playing with fire. Now, that's not to say that they wouldn't make more Rogue One stories because um, they can. Because basically, they that's kind of like in between sort of thing. So they're not technically touching the history they're not really touching the prequels and they're not touching the, the original trilogy so they can do stuff like a Han Solo um, origin story what they fundamentally can't do is change or um, remake one two three four five six mm. well that's, that's a shame fine. yeah that's, that's a shame mm. I I don't think it is I think um, I think it's 
it's I think these movies have to exist. Like it's I think it's important. I think it's important that the prequels exist as not a reminder, but just like a just just it's just just to let people know that nothing's infall- infallible. Um, you know, mm, mm. everything can. You know, it's it, it's important to have the shit to make the good look good. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think directors max out at like two movies. Well, can you imagine though spending twenty plus years of your life doing this though? That's what I mean. I'd, yeah. I'd go crazy. Like, just all you guys is just doing Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. I know it's making you trillions of dollars of cash, but at the same time, you'd be you would get sick of just like imagine just trying to go get like I don't know. You just walk down the, str- the street or go for a walk with your, your missus or your dog or whatever and you just see some dude with a camera in your face and the phone in your face and like, you know what I mean? Just constantly. Uh, come on, man. Stars, Everyone, stars. The all-stars face that though. Like regardless. I mean, how do you think The Rock is? You know mm. what I mean? Like uh, any of those guys. I mean, Schwarzenegger, Stallone would have had that with all their things. Like it's... That's it comes just, with like, Yeah, exactly. 100%. No, nah, but I mean, I guess with the stars, they can move on to different projects for whatever and do and kind of have that flexibility. Whereas, like, I guess Harris, why Harrison Ford resented Hans Star Wars is because everyone was just continually associating with Han Solo. But he's like, in his mind, he's an accomplished actor who's done a lot of other roles that are probably as significant, or if not, in his opinion, more significant. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, It'll but- be like. He may not have been well known and as well known if he didn't do Star Wars. Oh, he did Indiana Jones. I mean, he did. Yeah, it would have been fine. Air Force One. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that might be a good point to uh, wrap that one up. This is the first of the. uh, This is the prequel, and uh, we'll follow this one up with the uh, original saga. I reckon. I got a feeling that one's going to be a bit more high energy, a bit more praise. So if you persevered with this, um, odds are we didn't like them. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. surprise, surprise. <laughs> all righty. Um, all right, listeners, we're on Twitter uh, at FMMRPod, uh, SoundCloud, RSS feed, iTunes, all the good places, all, all the good podcatcher apps um, we, you can get us at. Um, until next week, guys, thanks for joining us and uh, thanks, gents. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, thanks. Cheers, thanks, Sammy. Man.